Welcome to Made for More podcast, where faith and personal growth converge. I'm Julia, and I'm honored to guide you on a journey of empowerment and transformation alongside our occasional co-host, Omar. We are passionate believers and advocates for unlocking your God-given full potential. Join us as we explore the intersection of faith, life, business, and relationships, igniting a fire within to embrace the truth that your life is destined for greatness. Together, we'll uncover strategies, insights, and stories that inspire and equip you to become the best version of yourself. Get ready to embark on a fulfilling quest towards personal and professional fulfillment, guided by faith and the unwavering belief that you, my friend, are made for more. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here. This is episode 30, like 30 episodes in one month is pretty insane. That's basically one episode a day, um, which takes a lot of commitment to do. So I'm honestly proud of myself. Uh, my goal is 100 episodes for the year. So uh, we're on a good good start with that. If you have missed some episodes, I highly recommend scrolling and, and checking them out, maybe even listening to one or two of them again, if it's something that you need for the day. But today I'm going to get to it because it's 20 lessons um, that I've learned from 2020, or um, some of them aren't necessarily uh, lessons, like things that I already knew, but basically like 20 takeaways, okay? So let's get on the road with this, because like I said, there are 20 of them. I do want you to grab your growth journal, your paper, your pencil, your notepad, and your phone, or whatever, and start thinking of your takeaways. Even if it's not 20 for 2020, maybe it's 10 or 5, but I always think it's good to be in a reflective state. Um, and to think about things that you have learned and then how you'll get, how you're going to go forward with that learning. So, um, the first thing that, um, lesson I learned was that, so number one is that we don't truly know anything. Like there's so much uncertainty in the world. And it's just a reminder of like to have strong faith because it's, so weird to me, the last, well, I think of it as the last day of school, but the last day that I was at school in March, um, we have like this fun event and I'm packing for spring break and I'm thinking I'm just going to be gone for a week. And then, you know, my birthday is coming around the corner and it's pretty weather. And it's so weird now to think that I had no clue that that was the last day that kids were going to be in our building from March, whatever that was. Um, until September, the following school year. So that was like, that's just so weird when you think about that. And then it's weird that we had to like pack up stuff at some point and kind of, you know, get home and, and, and work from home the rest of the school year. And, um, you know, my birthday was the first day of us doing our like shelter in place where we, where we weren't supposed to like leave our home, leave our County, go anywhere. Um, so I was like, yay, happy birthday, March 24th started, um, our shelter in place. So I just think that that just reminds us that uncertainty is the only certainty that we have in life. Like, it's funny because people say like these uncertain times, but honestly, you guys, time is always uncertain. We don't know what the next day holds. Never. Right. We just get used to normalcy and then we feel like things are certain. So then we say, I'll see you on Wednesday. Let's do this next month. Like we like we are certain we're going to be there. But I think if anything that we learned from 2020 in a pandemic is that it's that reminder that life is fragile and life is short and that it's always uncertain. And it just helped us be more in tune with that. Right. 
So number two, let me get going, all right? Because I got more to go. Uh, number two, um, I feel like I really was able to learn what really matters. Um, 2020, I was able to realize like, you know, how important having a close relationship with God was um, was needed to get me through that time, right? Um, that those things that are uncontrolled that you need to fixate and plug into God and lean on to God. But also, I think you don't, you kind of take for granted like, connections and relationships like I haven't seen my aunts in like I don't know it's been over a year now or, or for sure yeah a year because uh, March I don't think I saw them um before March so um you know my cousins other family members certain friends I haven't seen in a year or longer and so finding ways to keep that connection with people I think just reminds you like how you didn't realize how important those things are but they are important and certain experiences in life that like we just kind of took for granted. Like we took for granted going to the movies just whenever you wanted to or going out to eat whenever you wanted to and not having to wear a mask and just being able to like hug people. Like I'm a naturally a hugging person and I haven't really hugged people in over years. So now I feel like I'm a not a hugger. And that's just weird that it's, it's all changed. You know what I mean? So anyway, number two, I've learned what really matters in life connections. Um, obviously God and then just having life experiences. Number three, I learned that racism and hate is still awake, still alive, um, and unfortunately still accepted in a lot of parts of the world and in America. Um, I think for the longest time before social media, I think people thought that like racism and hate and biasisms were getting better or improving. And some people, bless their heart, they thought it didn't even exist anymore, which I'm like, oh, that's 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 sweet that you think, you know, the world's that, you know, bright and loving and rainbows and sunshines. But yeah, racism is real. But I think because of social media, we're able to see things more often and, and you see the exposure more often. And because people are just blatantly like, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going to speak my truth. And I'm that's fine. Speak your truth. But do you have to be hateful in your truth? Like, do you not see the hate that you're putting out there? And then people just feel free to comment on everyone's posts. Like, Oh Lord, I like that just that gives me anxiety even honestly just thinking about those time periods um in 2020 where I had to like literally just like log off or just put some good in the world like on my page just to like counteract some of the racism and negativity and hate. Um and honestly, I feel like some of that was through leadership. You could see that it wasn't a focus or a um and I hate to get all political, but it wasn't like Basically, it was okay to be divisive. And I do believe that no, at any time in the world, everyone's going to get along and hold hands and kumbaya and everyone's going to think the same things and have the same beliefs. Like that's not going to happen, but we can enjoy and embrace and be okay with our differences without hate, without negativity, without shaming, without um, being rude. And that's just something that I realize is very, very much awake in our nation. And I hope... I hope that we can kind of, um, with a new year and, and, and new things coming, bring that more together. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to get on a whole rant because I could. Okay, number four, there is good still in the world. So even though there was some hate, even though people like George Floyd, like I still to this day could not watch the whole video because it just, it hurt me to my core. Like I, I feel too hard to be able to watch the whole video, right? Um, but it, 
It's odd to me that some people still couldn't understand the hurt and the pain and the suffering and the racism and the um, awfulness of that. And like not being able, if you can't figure out anything, at least like put it in your shoes or what if that was your dad or any, you know, those kinds of things. But at the same time, there were so many people, this goes to my number four point, there were so many people that chose that this is now the time where I'm going to stand up. This is now the time where I'm going to stop being silent. This is now the time where I'm going to say, I need to put some more good in the world and I need to let people know that I'm not, I don't, I don't think that this is okay. I don't, I don't accept this. And I'm going to speak up about it. And I think from, I mean, for the last few years, just, there's just been a lot of things, right? Police brutality, just racism, stereotypes, all kinds of things going on. Um, but for the first time in 2020, I saw more and more of my white friends, more and more of um, uh, people that uh, maybe do not speak up normally, speak up and say, you know what, my silence is, I think people finally understood, like my silence is a form of acceptance and I don't accept it. Um, even if you don't know the right words to say, like I just noticed that people were just trying, like they were even saying, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it, I don't always understand, but I am trying to empathize, right? So I just think that was cool. I saw so much more good in the world. Number five, um, the thing that I learned and the takeaway I have is that we are all connected. Like under God, under this universe, under this energy, energy, if you know anything about science, energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? It could just be transferred. And it just reminds me, especially with social media, connecting us all together, like, when some some big event happens, it 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 affects everybody. Like when um, Kobe Bryant passed away, that was a heavy day, week for our nation. Like we were all connected, we all felt that, right? And in the same token, we all feel the pain of the pandemic. We all feel the virus and how literally the virus. Some one or two or three or however many people, you know, started this whole coronavirus strand. Um, Because apparently it's been around, right? Coronavirus. But this new strand that it has traveled not only in in our world, I'm sorry, in our nation, like the world, and that it just keeps transferring and that literally we are all connected through this experience or through this virus. Like, it's just weird to me, but it's a cool takeaway to realize just how close and how much we are actually all connected in this world. All right. My number six um, takeaway was to do things messy. Like I started a new business. Um, I started Pomifera in February of 2020. Um, had no clue really what I was going to be doing. I just went for it, doing it messy, staying in action mode. This works. Great. Keep doing it. This didn't work. I'm going to stop doing that and just trying new things. Right. And then um, in December of 2020, after the year was just so whatever, I'm like, I want to start a podcast. But it's been on my mind for a couple of years. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Over Christmas break, I've kind of looked into it, figured it out. And then on January 1st of 2021, I'm like, let's do it. I'm going to do it messy and I'm going to get started. So I kind of learned, and that was my takeaway of 2020. If you world, the world is messy. So it's okay to just do things messy and, and learn as you go. Right. So my seventh takeaway, um, gosh, I gotta get going. I don't like these, um, podcasts to be too lengthy, but I just hope that maybe some of these will be some good takeaways for you as well. All right. So my next one is I'm thankful for everyday things, things that I took for granted. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, like going out to eat, um, hanging out with friends, like 
going to a gathering. Like I wasn't even half, I usually have an annual Christmas party every year, which I didn't have it. I took a break after 10 years and I was going to start it back, but then, you know, coronavirus happened. So I didn't even bring that back. So I'm just thankful for the little things and I'm more appreciative for those things. Like honestly, like even just being able to give people hugs, like strangers, hugs, kids, hugs, like, ah, it, that used to be one of my favorite things. Um, you know, when certain kids like miss you over the weekend or they, you know, they've been gone or they're just excited to see you that if it's been a while and now it's just like, um, give me an elbow or like just wave. So anyway, I just miss those everyday things. Number eight. Um, one thing I took away from 2020 was, um, just time and solitude and how important that is. And not like, cause I, Thankfully, I have family close by. I saw friends close by. And because I'm having to go into work, I see people on a daily basis. Um, but I know 2020 could be hard for people that are like, if you're single or, you know, you're not married or you don't have a lot of friends around you or you're away from your family. I can imagine that feeling of literally just being alone. But solitude and being lonely are two different things. Solitude is just taking that time for yourself. Um, and that's what I did, especially whenever we had to work from home that March, April, May time. I literally was like, okay, what are some things that I can do for myself? What are some things that I've been putting off that I need to do? What what's I need to more time with God? So how how is that going to look? What what do I need to do for my devotional? And so it just helped me remember how important that time is because when you're so connected and you're so out and about, you're you're at everybody's thing, you're trying to see family, you're trying to hang out, you're trying to date, whatever. Um, you kind of sometimes can forget that you need that time of solitude. So it was a good reminder to do that. Uh, number nine, enjoy. Um, I enjoyed all of my home. So um, my first home was like a two-story, four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home for just me. And there was too much house. I was like, I have time later on in life, God willing, to have a family and kids, and I can have a bigger home. So I downsized to this three-bedroom, two-bath home. And it's one story and still I didn't utilize my whole house. Like I I've have stuff in every room in my house. I have a lot of stuff, but I didn't really get to like enjoy and live in it. And so during the pandemic and during quarantine time, um, when we worked from home and then in the summer, I was really able to enjoy every room in my house. Like I was able to sit in different chairs and like sit my coffee and like sit on my back patio on a Monday when I normally am at work, but to like start my day, like it was just so cool to feel like I truly was able to live in in all parts of my home and be able to slow down. And I'll get into this next um, takeaway here in a second, but I guess I'll go into it. My number 10 takeaway was purging and organizing my whole, my whole house. So I kind of went room to room and I would literally, I'm, I mean, I'll be working, but I, since I wasn't teaching, I'm an assistant principal. So I had a lot of meetings more so, um, and, and checking in on people. So as I'm in a meeting and I'm listening, I'm, I'm organizing my glam room. I was, you know, purging different stuff that, um, I didn't need anymore in my guest room. And I was reorganizing my, my sitting area and my desk and things like that. So it really gave me time to truly, oh my gosh, even like my kitchen cabinets. Oh my gosh. I literally tore, took out every dish, container, Tupperware, everything and reorganized it. And it was like the best thing I could do for myself because it's so neat and organized now. So I'm so thankful for the pandemic for that. Um, number 11 takeaway is I realized we are stronger than we realized. Like, it's kind of crazy to think that we um, are able to adapt and change whenever we're like forced to adapt and change, which goes into number 12. 
Um, and I'll get into it more here in a second, but like teachers were ha like, they literally, some teachers are very tech savvy, right? So they kind of already knew, like some people knew how to operate a Google classroom. They already were doing it, but it made me realize how strong we are as, as a society, but even as educators to literally transform classrooms in a school in a matter of months that could take, could have taken years. Like, like the, the evolution and the, and the adaptation that happened in a month, in two months time, literally, if we didn't have a pandemic, it probably wouldn't have happened for like several years. So the fact, the fact that teachers literally had flipped their classroom to completely be online learning and learn how to utilize all these resources and learn how to communicate and connect and teach and not only teach, but figure out if your students are understanding through a computer screen. Like, come on, y'all know that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. So our society, I'm going to go ahead and shout out to the parents. Like, make sure your kids are logged in, have their Chromebook, have their, you know, desktop computer, whatever, while you're working from home. I don't know. I just realized that we are really strong. We're a strong group of people. And it also goes into number 12, um, that change can be a good thing. It forces us to level up. So if we didn't have to change because of the pandemic and have to figure out how do we do school from home? Um, I don't I don't know how long it would have taken for us to move and level up to that level. I now think about how like we have all these um, parent conferences um, and sped meetings and, 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 you know, I don't know, parent conferences um, with parents uh, that, because they still cannot come into the building. We do face to face through like Google Meets or Zooms. And it made me think like, why for years did we not do that? Like, yes, we got on the phone and talked to parents that they couldn't come in from work. But why did we not say, hey, let's hop in on a Zoom and let's hop in on a Google Meets and let me see your face and you can see my face and we can have a more authentic and real like conversation than just on the phone when people get mad or angry or they're not able to to get, you know, your side of the story because you're, I don't know, I just feel like it's, um, you're able to see more whenever you can actually see that person, right? All right. The next one, 13, is I realize I am essential. <laughs> I realize educators are essential. Um, a lot of people, even to this day, it's uh, it's the last day of January. We're moving into February, and there are people that are still um, blessed and honestly privileged and able to work at home and stay away. Um, but as educators, uh, especially right now, at least in Texas, we're, we're still going to school. Um, kids can opt in to going into the building or doing it at home, but educators cannot. They have to be in the building. So I just realized, like, I guess we are essential. Like, don't get me wrong, doctors, nurses, y'all are definitely more essential and we need you. But it just kind of had me realize how important we are, which goes into number uh, 14, education is vital to our society was my takeaway, um, that we still have to preserve education and that it is important, um, even through a pandemic, that learning still goes on, that kids still get in school, that kids still learn, because if we have them just sitting at home for a year or two, it could literally, um, I won't say ruin their life, but it could really have a, a negative impact on their future. So that was a big takeaway for me. I knew education is important, right? But it's truly vital to our society. Like we are the pulse to the society to keep it going. So that's huge. Okay, number 15. Um, I realized that I am good at focusing on what I can control. Like in a world of a pandemic and craziness going on and things that people are posting, I realized that I can only control what I can control. And I think I did a good job of that in 2020. Uh, number 16, I realized that many things are still the same. Like 
winter still came like christmas still came people still put up their christmas lights actually earlier we still found found ways to connect with family um we, you know in another month or so like spring's still gonna come flowers are still gonna bloom society still moves and and the world still goes and so i think it's kind of nice to have a takeaway of like even though so much is changing there's still so many things that are still the same Okay, so my 17th one is um, slowing down to speed up. I kind of mentioned this earlier. I, I love that I had time to slow down and reorganize and reconnect with God and reconnect with myself and have that solitude, but it allowed me to slow down. So that way I am refreshed and renewed and ready to speed up later. And number 18, <laughs> this is kind of a funny one, but it's true. I realized I have a really strong immune system. Um, the fact that I have been surrounded by people in a building and I survived all of 2020 without getting COVID, um, granted, I could have received it some kind of way and just not have any symptoms. But regardless, if that happened, my immune system was fine. And I didn't, um, from what I know of, give it to anybody else around me because no one else around me in my quarters where I did have my mask off um, for a certain period of time got sick or anything. So yeah, I have a really strong immune system. So I'm thankful for that. Um, now, who knows what happens in 2021, but I'm just thankful I got through 2020 without the coronavirus. Num number 19, I realized my need for travel. Like I love to travel, but I really realized I need it. Like I feel super connected. That's when I feel like I see God's presence is when I'm in um, like, like by the ocean and water. And when I see like new, um, sky, you know, the sky's the same, but you know what I mean? Like a new skyline, a new like scenery. Um, it just does something for my soul and I like crave it, um, now more than ever. So 2021, I'm like, I'll just take my precautions, but your girl's got to travel. I got to get out again because I need it. And lastly, and definitely the most important, I say the best for last number 20 takeaway is that God works in mysterious ways. Um, I think that obviously God knew this pandemic was coming. Um, and I think it has done a lot of us a lot of good. I know people have had hurt, pain, job loss, um, family loss, uh, friend loss. Um, and I, you know, that part is definitely hard. And I've prayed daily for that. Um, but I also know that God is working and God is working in mysterious ways, basically for us to, like to wake us up, to say, wake up this is happening, you know, like get plugged into me um, and slow down and get connected and, and smell the roses and enjoy those little things. And notice that in this pandemic, when you don't have that connection, you can't see your family, you're having to have these precautions to appreciate it more, right? So that is it, y'all. Those are my 2020 lessons, 20 lessons or 20 takeaways for 2020. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you kind of can connect to some of those too. And again, find your own and take some time to reflect on those things. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.